The podcast for regular Joes, couch potatoes, and self-proclaimed sports analysts that live sports. This is Mama's Basement Sports Talk with Shannon Coward. Every Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Yo, yo, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mama's Basement. I'm your host, Shannon Coward. It's Friday, January 22nd, 2016, a big weekend, and it's going to be cold out there, perfect for watching sports. So let's get to it. Yo, let's start off with the NFL, since you know we got a big cold weekend ahead of us. First, we got New England Patriots versus the Denver Broncos on CBS 305 Eastern. Now, for starters, you know I got to go with New England in this game. I'm not a big fan of the Patriots, but with this matchup, I got to go with New England. We keep talking about how good the Broncos defense are, but they're not that great. Last week, they didn't look that great, and New England's offense looks incredible. Not only that, their defense looks stout, and they look motivated to win. They have holes in the secondary. We understand that. We understand they're not the best uh, Patriots team that we've seen on defense, but they're going to run all over Broncos. Uh, Peyton Manning ain't even got all his neck right. It just doesn't seem like Denver Broncos got the energy or the the overall aura to win this game. I'm going with New England. After that, 640 Eastern Time on Fox, we got Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals look all right. I'm not even going to lie. But the MVP is on Carolina's side. I'm going with Cam Newton and the Panthers. Arizona got Larry Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer throwing touchdowns. Last season, Arizona got the win with 27-16, but this year is a whole new year. Cam is looking like the MVP. He's looking like he could take the whole team on his back on offense. And on defense, you got Keekly coming in, making 15, 20 tackles a game, sacking people, getting interceptions. It's going to be a real good game, but you know I got to go with Carolina Panthers on that one. Give me your feedback. Let me know what y'all think about this coming up Sunday's games. And then Monday, we're going to get into the facts and stats of who we're going to see in the Super Bowl. Okay, now let's move on. I really do appreciate y'all listening in on this frigid Friday. But, of course, I want to start off with the NBA. Since we're located here in Atlanta, it only makes sense to talk about Josh Smith being traded back to the Houston Rockets. Really, Atlanta overpaid for him. He never really developed to be the player we all thought he could be. Maybe that was Atlanta's fault, but one of the negatives was on Josh Smith is that he doesn't work hard. He doesn't practice hard enough. He has all the potential in the world, but he just doesn't work hard enough. Um, he went to Detroit and got a $54 million deal, let them down. They just pretty much cut him, gave, gave him the money. Um, but with Houston, he played a lot better with him and Dwight Howard inside the big man, the big man pass really opened a lot of things up for, uh, James Harden to kind of get where he wanted to on the floor, hit open shots. And then when, Josh Smith was in Houston. He was not shooting the three as much, and when he did shoot it, he actually hit a high, a high percentage. Another negative for Josh Smith was that he shot way too many threes, shooting close or under 30% from the three-point line. 
So with Houston, he's a, a better player. It gives him another dimension. He feels more comfortable when he's hanging out with Dwight Howard. But with all that being said, is that even a good move? Because is Dwight Howard going to be there after this year or even after uh, halftime? Give me some feedback and let me know if you think Dwight Howard is actually going to be there after this halftime break um, at the All-Star game because I'm not sure if he's even going to be there. So maybe the Houston are doing some moves and getting ready to get rid of Dwight Howard. Hmm. We'll see. But a little bit on Josh Smith. They paid some cash um, and traded a second-round pick, a, a 2008 player that plays in Italy, and a 33-year-old player who plays in the Ukrainian League. That's who they traded for Josh Smith. So pretty much Houston gave up nothing, and the Clippers were pretty much just trying to get rid of him and try to get whatever they can for him. So that's, that's understandable because the same things he was doing for the Houston, he couldn't do for the Clippers. The Clippers put him in really, really weird positions. They never put him with a Blake Griffin or, or somebody like DeAndre Jordan who you can get the ball in the paint. Um, you have to stop him from shooting a little jump hook, and when you do that, you try to bring another play over, he can drop it off to DeAndre Jordan for a dunk. That's what he did really great with. Dwight Howard last year, and that's why pretty much they went to the Western Conference Finals. So good luck to Josh Smith. So I want to move from there to the Cavs, and my question is, can the Cavs win a championship? Do they have a shot? I feel like we know that they're going to come out the East, but do they really have a shot to win the championship? They played against the Clippers last night. Chris Paul came into town. Pretty good game. Cavaliers won by 13, 115 to 102. They beat him in the second quarter bad, 31 to 19. LeBron James put up 22 and 12 assists. Kevin Love put up 18.16 rebounds. Um, Kyrie Irving put up 21 and 4 assists. J.R. Smith came in and put up 22 points and 2 assists. So the question is, did this performance show you something that you did not see from the Cavs and give you a glimpse of hope to possibly actually win the whole thing and not just the Eastern Conference Finals? I'm not really sure if Cleveland can win a championship with LeBron James only putting up 22 points. I see the 15 assists and I see the 5 rebounds. But can Cleveland contend for a championship against the Spurs or Golden State only putting up 22 points and only really five rebounds? The only person who had double-digit rebounds besides Kevin Love was uh, Tristan Thompson with 12 rebounds. Everybody else had under five rebounds. So Clippers didn't have Blake Griffin, and that's a big deal. They put up some numbers. Chris Paul put up 30-9. and nine. Um, J.J. Reddick, 17 and no assists. Nobody had any assists really but Chris Paul. So that's going to tell you a lot right there. We don't have Blake Griffin, a big guy who can take the ball in and pass the ball and shoot the mid-range jumper. So I actually thought the Clippers played a pretty good game against uh, a Cavaliers who had all their pieces. The Cavaliers should be worried. And there's already rumors about trading Mozgov and J.R. Smith. So be on the lookout. There's some big changes coming with the Cleveland Cavaliers because they are not as stacked of a team as they need to be as they head towards winning a national championship. To be honest, I wanted to make this a shorter podcast, so I'll try to move through some of these uh, next topics a little bit quicker. 
Nike's going to be the ones making and sponsoring the NBA from 2017 to 2018. Nike put up a contract paying the NBA $1 billion to be the one making the jerseys. And I am one that can tell you I am very excited and very happy that Nike will be taking over making jerseys and making official gear for the NBA. Adidas had it. Uh, they were paying $400 million for that contract, but NBA finally out, I mean, the Nike finally outbid them, excuse me, and now they will be making the jerseys in 2017 and 2018. That's a big deal. Anthony Davis is in jeopardy of losing $23 million. His rookie contract extension had an increase of 30% if he meets one of three criteria. The three criteria are being named to the NBA All-Star Team starter squad at least twice, being a part of the All-NBA first, second, or third team at least twice, or being named NBA MVP. Now, if he would do any of these three requirements, he would get this $23 million. I believe he would at least be NBA All-Third Team minimum, probably second or first team, but for right now, his $23 million is on hold, and we hope he gets his money. A perfect intro to move into the All-Star Game starters who were announced the other day. Um, the Eastern starters will be LeBron James, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, D-Wade, and Kyle Lowry. The West starters will be Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, Russell Westbrook. Some people feel like the voting was terribly messed up because fans voted and they could vote as many times as they want they didn't uh they didn't vote any no centers in like andre drummond or cousins the votes were kind of messed up zaza Pachulia was probably like 30 or forty thousand points or votes away from beating Kawhi leonard porzingis was right there paul gasol andre drummond um kyrie irvin and Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, James Harden, crazy misses in the all-star voting. But the question is, would you want the media or the coaches to vote? Because the coaches are the ones who want to vote for the reserves, and they can't choose a player from their own team. So what do you think? do you think that would be better for the NBA all-star game if the coaches or the media picked? Let me know. Give me your feedback. Honestly, probably not because the fact that they're getting fans more involved has a lot to do with the popularity of the All-Star game coming up. That's going to be in Toronto. Not bad squads. I, on the East, I would way rather see Jimmy Butler instead of Kyle Lowry or D-Wade, to be honest. But they're not. D-Wade was never going to not be a starter with 941,000 votes. And the other person under him was Kyle Lowry at 646,000 votes for guards. But I'd rather not have a do uh, a front court and a back court. Let's go five and five. Uh, pick a center, pick a power forward. Let's do it the old school way and get one of every position. The, this is one of NBA ploys. Like I said, they're trying to take the big men out of the game. They call ridiculous fouls on them every single game. They don't let them get in the flow. So this is just another proof that they want to take the big man out of the game. There to Kobe Bryant, big shout out to Kobe Black Mamba, 10 year anniversary of his 81 point game. The only other highest point game was by Wilt Chamberlain, 100 points. 
today, 10 years ago, Kobe in Toronto put up 28 of 46 shots, 7 three-pointers, 18 of 20 free throws, 55 points in the second half to put up 81 points. Kobe Bryant even remembers what he ate that day. He said he had pizza and grape soda the night before and burgers and fries right before the game. He a real, if you know what I mean, real big shout out to Kobe after eating fries, putting up 81 points on anybody he wanted. Big shout out. I'd like to uh, end on three topics. They're more so questions for the audience so I can get feedback. Um, Brady says, don't compare him and Peyton Manning's rivalry to Magic Johnson and Larry Bird's rivalry. I want to get some feedback on that. Um, this year in college basketball, been so up and down, crazy, unprecedented year. So I want to know who your favorite favorite college basketball team is and who do you think going to win the national championship. So give me some feedback on that. I would love to know who do you think is going to win it all. I still have Duke even though we're in a, a downturn, but that's for next week. Um, the Nationals rumored to have made an offer to Cespedes for five years, and you know it's going to be over $200 million. So um, what do you think about that? Would Cespedes really help the Nationals get over the hump and get to a World Series? Do you think the NFL overtime should be changed? And tell me how you think it should be changed. Um, that's a pretty big deal. I was okay with just kicking a regular field goal, to be honest. If you kick the first field goal and over time you win. But let me know how you feel. Let me give me some feedback on what you think should happen with the NFL overtime. And the college playoff. Give me some feedback on what it should, what we should do with the NFL playoff. The numbers are actually 40% down from the year before, which is crazy. So let me know what you think about that. Again, I appreciate y'all listening in on this Friday, my first week of the podcast, Mama's Basement. I need y'all to stay warm, get everything you need for this weekend, and get everything you need for the sports, um, all the big games, because you know it's going to be crazy out there. So, again, I appreciate the listeners, and I need feedback. I want feedback about everything my podcast has to say. Um, music, if you have any music you want to play, let me know. Um, if you're into research or you want to uh, join a, a podcast team, let me know. I'm looking for interested people that want to work. So, again, thank you. Again, big shout out to Zaire Williams, Winston Salem Prep, North Carolina doing big things. Got some big looks. Virginia Tech, Virginia, big ups. Big ups to my homeboy Ace Boom. Um, I just need y'all to do one thing. Stay warm and chill in mama's basement. Thank you.